culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. Isn't the goal of parenting not that we have these 42-year-olds who are still coming home on time and cleaning their rooms, but that they actually leave and we have hardwired them for the virtues that we want to see in them? The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast, episode 66. I'm Sass. And I'm Corin. And we are here with uh, two very fun people, um, and we're going to have a great conversation. Just to remind you, uh, what we're doing over the next couple weeks in the Parent Network Podcast is we are uh, kind of paralleling what we're talking about as a church, where we're doing a series called Enough is Enough, uh, the process of perfection and how... Um, sometimes we struggle with being perfectionist and some of us don't and uh, how do we kind of live in life through that so I'm gonna let our, our friends the Swabs, introduce themselves tell you a little bit about uh, their family and then we're just gonna jump into talking about part two of enough is enough so hi hi Welcome. Erica you've been on the podcast before so you, you like you know the deal yeah it's great to be back thanks for having us glad and to I have you to bring my lovely husband with me Nick um, so I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm the parent family coordinator for student ministries. So I get to work with all of your families from middle school to high school. So it's been a really great experience. Um, and my husband, Nick and I have three kids, um, 16, 13 and 10. So what's the most fun thing about your family right now? Hmm. Probably Liberty, our youngest, yeah. is just a, a ball of fun no matter what. She's excited. She's 10. Our, our kids are 10, 13, and 16. And and having a 10-year-old who's still excited about life and not a teenager yet <laughs> in <laughs> itself is fun. And I think we could appreciate it now more than when she was – or when our olders yeah. were younger because – then you just kind of took it for granted. Yeah, right. Now, now you like you know what you're gonna miss. That's right. That's right. <laughs> In the throes of adolescence, you really appreciate the younger <laughs> ones for sure. Yeah, that that's true. Today, I just want to tell you all. She came and she sat ne- right next to me after school, and she goes, "Mama, <laughs> I love you so much." Mm. And I looked at her and I said, don't ever change. She goes, why would I? Like, it was just so <laughs> sweet. I do not get that from the other two. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think both of ours still call you mama at times, don't they? Yeah, I don't, which is funny. I love I it. I never called my mom mama. It was mommy when I was little and then yeah. mom. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of sweet. There's something about that little nickname that's sweet. It is sweet. Yeah, to hear that come out of a 16-year-old boy's mouth is just <laughs> hilarious to me, but I love it. He's going to make you erase that part. He's never going to listen to this. Good what point. are you talking Good about? Point. Good point. <laughs> no chance. So here's kind of uh, what, what Mike talked about in, uh, in our message, and we, we do encourage everybody, if you want to go back and listen to our messages, our Sunday messages, you should absolutely do that as we have these conversations. But he's talking about perfection, and he's given us a, a definition of perfection, I'll read it. Um, it. Perfection is the impossible demand that we place on ourselves in our relentless effort to achieve what we perceive as approval. 
Okay, I'll say that again. Uh, it is the impossible demand we place on ourselves in our relentless effort to achieve what we perceive as approval. And so we live under kind of this burden of perfectionism, if you will. So um, so let's kind of think back at this past week's message. What are some, some thoughts that you guys may have from this past week's message? Anything that jumps out at you? Um, one thing that Mike said that jumped out on me, and everything, actually everything jumped out at me. Well, as tell I, the story as, about. As I mentioned yeah. uh, last week, I am definitely a perfectionist. Um, and I think Sass wants me to tell you the story about how, so today as I was uh, quote unquote preparing to be on the podcast, I was kind of looking at the questions that he'd sent us and I was just like, yeah, I'll kind of figure it out. And then about um, 45 minutes before we were supposed to head over to church, I was like, yeah, maybe I should write things down because that's just kind of how I roll. I'm not like, I, I'm much better if I've planned and organized things. And so I started looking back at the notes and starting having some thoughts and the Holy Spirit was definitely speaking to me and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. It was not so much about, <laughs> this is what parents probably need to hear. It was, Karin, this is what you need to hear. So, um, so it's been kind of an interesting series um, and it's been challenging. But it's been good because I feel like I need to be challenged. But one of the things that Mike said that struck me was he said, perfectionism shows up in your unwillingness to not interfere when you think things would be better off if you were in control. And that is me. Um, anytime I see something that I think I can make more efficient or better or whatever, it's hard for me not to just want to jump in and quote unquote help. Um, which may not be all that much help. But I started thinking about how does this relate to our parenting, about how we, it's hard for us not to interfere and we want to be in control if we think that we can make things better. And I was thinking about how, you know, when our kids are little, it's more like they, they want to do something on their own and it's hard for us to let them because we want it to be more efficient or we just know that we can do it better. And so we just kind of want to jump in and do it even when um, oftentimes our goal shouldn't be that it's better or more efficient, but our goal should be just to let kids figure things out, right? But now that we've got teenagers in the house, I started thinking, because we're definitely dealing um, with this with our older, is that as our kids get older, we want to help them to avoid making mistakes, some of the same mistakes that we've made, or just having to deal with the negative consequences of their own stupid decisions at time. And so the way we try to help them is to control things. Like we want to control what they do and who they hang out with and all of their circumstances um, and everything that they do. But as they get older, I really think that we need to start giving them more freedom to make their own decisions and to make their own mistakes. And um, I was thinking about this because Mike was talking about how it's through making mistakes that we receive grace. Like as perfectionists, sometimes we don't receive grace very well because we're trying so hard to be right and to do right. But this whole process of making mistakes and receiving grace has great purpose in his so as a perfectionist, we want to bypass this process, but God has purpose for it. Um, so that's just one of the things that really stuck out to me. That reminds me, and I don't know if you're going to remember this, but you know, years ago we had a, have a friend who used to kind of talk about parenting, and he had this this, uh, Im this illustration of, um, it was like a, a, just picture an X, a big X on a piece of paper, and it was when kids are young, it's high control low influence, low influence, but at some point, you know, that you get to the kind of the, the point of the X, the middle of the X to where you move away from control and you move into more influence with your kids. And so that's kind of what I heard you talking about is how do we, as our kids get older, 
have more influence on them and less control. And um, I know that's really hard when we're kind of in that perfectionist mindset in a lot of ways. Erica, what about you? What are some things that kind of stuck out to you when it comes to your parenting and, and this whole conversation? Um, well, if I had to pick one thing that to pinpoint, I guess, that Mike said is what you already said, Sass, which is the definition that Mike gave of perfectionism, that it's the impossible demand I put on myself to achieve approval. And I'm not going to lie, like, I like the approval part. Like, I want approval. <laughs> I do. I want it from my parents. I want it from my in-laws. I want it from my siblings. I want it from my friends. I want it from my coworkers. I just, I want it to be told, wow, like, that was really awesome. Like, you totally had it together for that. Or, I, wow, you should be so proud of your kid because they did X, Y, Z. Uh, not realizing that I may be behind the X, Y, Z, but... You know, I, I, I want the approval. Yeah. Like Erica gets excited when they together get uh, good grades on papers. <laughs> <laughs> is he telling on you a little bit? <laughs> that is true. I will say, so what do we get on our paper? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the kids kind of roll their eyes, but then they'll be like, just to appease me, we got to stay and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Anything else? She said that was kind of the main thing, but that you can talk about more thing. than, than more It is than really the approval part, okay. I would say, for this question. Okay, gotcha. Hey, Nick, what about you? I mean, and, and just to kind of let everybody know so erica and karn are the perfectionists on the podcast today nick and i not so much so <laughs> what what could you add to all this yeah i'm certainly not a perfectionist and and even less so when it comes to the kids i do a good job at knowing that something may not be done right and turning my head just so i don't don't see it going downhill or um i kind of equate it to the three-year-old running knowing that they're going to fall and skin their knee but you certainly can't look at it. Um, but where I found um, on Sunday my struggle is with robbing myself of satisfaction when I over make things perfection for myself. Um, so if I, you know, I'm a runner, if I run a race and I think to myself, shoot, I could have done XYZ better instead of enjoying that moment mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And, and but then part of me is always like, well, still, you could have you could have done something differently. <laughs> right. So it's it's part of it is this desire to just make things better in general. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with and that to grow. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Certainly sure. nothing wrong with that. We definitely want our kids to feel that. Yeah. And to kind of learn that. But, you know, kind of there's a tension there. OK, so here's this question. So uh, and, I, and I love kind of when Mike said this, he said, if you let go of perfection, what is it that you're afraid you'll have to get used to? And, and obviously, specifically when it comes to parenting, um, what is it that you're afraid you might have to get used to if you let go of perfection? So this question for me, um, this was a hard one to answer, to be honest with myself about. But um, the, f the truth is I would have to get used to not having control. And I don't like that. I don't mm. like when, when I have balls in the air and I can't catch them I can't keep up with them and there's just I, I don't have control of that it makes me feel a little crazy um so I know that I can't make my kids do everything I want them to and that bothers me so much I mean we can when they're little Mm -hmm. right yep. and even in middle school there is still some leverage because they are still young and they still need us but as they get older and more into high school 
we can't control everything that they do and you know they're to watch them kind of what you said Carmen like we don't want them to make the mistakes that we can hopefully prevent them to just so that they don't have to go through the pain or the heartache or whatever but the truth is like they're going to do that stuff and we just need to be there to catch them and mm-hmm. when you know or let them fail which is also good you know to to see a kid you know and I'm not not catastrophic failures right. but small things that don't really matter letting a kid fail and you know deal with the consequences while we're there I think is more valuable than you know making the good little soldiers yeah totally Mm -hmm. agree Mm -hmm. yeah and I totally like this is something that Nick is no no you've been trying to help me realize that our kids do need to fail more and my mindset probably coming from the being a number one on the Enneagram any of you who are that you'll know what I'm talking about but I'm like why why let them go there to that failure if I can help them why, why wouldn't I step sure. in yeah I, I mean as their mom I can I can help them make that paper a little bit better or I can help them remember that deadline or um, change that zero of that says absence when you really were there when it really doesn't matter yeah. especially this school year they're not even counting absences yeah. but like I mean why would I let them do that I because to me it shows other people that my kids maybe aren't listening to me or I don't have authority like my kids are walking all over me if I can't control if I don't have the control of them and again it's the whole approval and what do I look like and my you know how do I come across Mm -hmm. and um you know just what will people think of my parenting um and, and then even so like what will people think of my child when they see or know that they're doing xyz um it yeah, it's a reflection on me, I, I feel like, but it's also a reflection on them, and I want them to, like, have a good, reputa- a good reputation, and I want them to be seen as they always were since they were little, not as this yeah. child that they're becoming or starting to do. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that as well. Like, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to let go of control, uh, and some for the same reasons as you said, just um, from just my reputation or my kid's reputation – but also, I think as a perfectionist, we like things to be right, and when we and so we feel like a weight of responsibility for things to be right. And so there's part of me that also there's this fear of, um, am I doing everything that God wants me to as a parent to prepare my child for life? And so it's like I feel this responsibility to teach them everything I can. And I guess as our kids are getting older, it's like okay, now I've only got like Shorter a year. Period of time. Right, I got a year right. and a half to do this. I can't be letting go of control now because I've only got a year and a half left. And God's given me this huge responsibility of raising my child to be a disciple after Him. And so I feel like I do have to control things to help them to to get that way. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like you know you've you've got to let go. And at some point, you know, our kids have to take their own responsibility for their actions and also for their spiritual life and for their relationship with God. And that that can be a scary thing, like to really and truly entrust your child to God. Like on the one hand, I'm like, of course, I want to trust my child to God because 
God is good. God is faithful. God is all those things. But when push comes to shove, there's still a part of me that just kind of holds on. Like, can I, can I really, you know, are, aren't there more things I'm supposed to do as the parent to ensure that this happens? And God says, no, you've got to let go. Like I'm like stressing myself out and just have this huge weight of responsibility as a perfectionist that I'm bearing that God says, it, that's not your responsibility mm-hmm. to bear. And mm-hmm. that's a hard thing sometimes. Mm-hmm to let go of. Mm-hmm. I will, if I could piggyback off on what you just said, Karen, but it just made me think of this morning. So yesterday I had a conversation, a hard conversation with our oldest and it did not go how I wanted it to go. And we kind of went at it a little bit and I just sobbed after to which Nick was like, get it together. It's going to be okay. But I just, I couldn't believe it in the moment. I couldn't believe that it really would be okay in the end. Um, so I cried, cried, cried. I went to bed just feeling heavy, a heavy mind and a heavy heart. And I woke up just crying still and saying, I'm not, I don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to do today. I don't want to be a mom today. I don't want to deal with maybe the repercussions of our conversation. I don't, I don't want to do this today. And I'm just going to call out of any meetings I have I'm just I'm not getting out of bed but the Lord was like trust me trust me trust me trust me like over and over and over and then my one word again popped into my head which is surrender and I will tell you like that he does not let me forget that that is my word (laughs) because Mm -hmm. he knows that I need to really learn what that word is and Mm -hmm. I haven't quite learned it yet so he's going to keep throwing stuff at me and so I just in that moment said okay Lord I know I have to get up I have responsibilities today but I, I need to give you my child like I'm going to surrender to you her for the day and um I was able to get out of bed but I felt like that lack of control and I I wanted to fix the situation I wanted to change her and I can't and I can only let Jesus do that Mm -hmm. and that is really hard Mm. but good it's freeing but hard but painful Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. painful Mm -hmm. sure but once I did, I had so much peace. Mm. I really did. Mm. And I have to do that every day, and I do. But I also tend to take her back tend to take my, and say, well, I can fix it now. Like, okay, you got me the peace. You, you were able to get me out of bed my today. Turn. Like, now i got to try to do something tangible. I yeah. have to show tangible. But the Lord's like, no, no, just give her back to me. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. And it's, it's mm. hard. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nick, so question for you and me. Um, kind of being on the other side of this because I'm very much where you are. Uh, it's going to work out and it's going to be fine and God's in control and, you know, right. I'm, I don't need to control it and all that stuff. But I, if I'm honest, I sometimes feel a little guilty of how, and, and this is the wrong word, but it's the word that's coming into my head, how flippant I can be about things that are maybe a little bit bigger deal than I'm sure. <laughs> giving them credit for in the moment. So, so maybe where I should step in with my kids and take a little bit more control, but I'm so far on the other end of the spectrum that I almost like, you know, totally abdicate any, not any responsibility, but you know, I just, I sometimes feel a little bit guilty about that. Do you struggle with that at all or, or not? Um, and if you don't help me not struggle with that. <laughs> for your sake, yes. No. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm thinking through each one of yeah, my kids because sure. they're all so different. And and with the younger two, probably more so than the older one. Um, so the younger two, I, I'm a lot more 
likely to say, you know, one more time and you're going to lose your phone. I mean, you just need yeah, to think because sure. if you don't learn not to talk back here, somebody is going to punch you in the nose. I mean, this is That's what right. happens out there. Um, but with our older kid, our older daughter, yeah, I'm a little more relaxed, a little more to say, you know, see what's going to happen more or less. But part of me is like, she's almost 17. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, I mean, I don't want to compare it to me, but we're all products of our own upbringing, you know, like 17, I went to school and worked full time, you know, it was like, I was kind of, I mean, I lived with my parents, but I was more or less on my own right. by that age. And and I think that's probably part of it too. And I'm the youngest of three and Erica's the oldest of three. So I'm the youngest of three. Yeah. So <laughs> it's certainly, it, it plays the oldest. It's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. it certainly plays into life. <laughs> yes, it does. So. Um, to, to answer one of your earlier questions about, you know, kind of what do you have to give up with the mm. perfection? And, and I just kind of think it's about the results, you know, versus the, mm. the process. At least for me, you know, it's and it goes back to closing my eyes when the grass is getting cut in, in crazy circular directions, <laughs> you know. And it's it's wait, it's, you have a kid that'll cut the grass? <laughs> <laughs> That's kidding. a win. Yeah. But he it's just not, did, by the way, for the yeah. first time this That's weekend. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's not, you know, if if I remind myself that it's not about the results of, yeah. of straight lines on the grass as it is, hey, you're cutting the grass. That's right, exactly. Sure. You're it, stepping it into something me. new or yeah. bigger or different. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. And isn't, I mean, and that's kind of the point that God is so much more about the process than the result. As perfectionists, we focus on the result. If you're not as so much a perfectionist, you might appreciate the process more. But just remember Mike saying that, like, remember what God has promised, and God has promised redemption. So that there's purpose even for the harmful things and the imperfect things, because those are the things that he comes in with his grace and his power and his strength and turns into something beautiful and good. And so we have to allow our kids to have that process. And as perfectionists, sometimes that's hard for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the stories that Mike told um, was a story of, of leaving the dishes in the in the sink kind of overnight and how a perfectionist wouldn't do that. You had to clean the kitchen before you go to bed, but how, you know, he, he did that one night. And really the, the kind of the, the point behind it was that there are sometimes things that maybe don't matter as much as you think they matter. So the question I have is, like, how do you learn how to let go of things that you put a lot of weight in and you think they matter pretty heavily? Um, but maybe they don't matter as much as you think they they do. Like, what recommendations would you have for parents to just let go of some of that stuff? You know, I do pretty good letting go of it or telling myself I'm letting go of it. (laughs) The disconnect becomes when I tell myself I'm letting go of it versus really letting go (laughs) of it. In that, I just don't have a good answer. How how do you make that jump? I guess it's the step back and look look at the situation and say how important is this but yeah that's easier said than done oh it is because lots of things are really important in the moment that's right for lots of us yeah I think the thing that he said that was really impactful about that particular situation is he said that with the dirty kitchen you're afraid you have to learn how to live with the dirty kitchen but what you really need to learn is not everything has to be in order in order for you to enjoy your life and so it maybe isn't so much that that Um, dirty dishes no longer matter. Maybe they still do matter, but even if they do matter, like letting go and saying, okay, even things that maybe matter to me, I can still let go of them for a time or for whatever 
and, and, and know that not everything has to be in order or perfect for me to enjoy life. And to me, that, that really hit me mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so um, one of the, my favorite parts of what, what Mike talked about was when he um, shared Ephesians 4, verses 1 and 2, uh, where it says, um, I, Therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you've received. Um, and he talked about kind of, you know, living into this calling, which he really um, kind of equated to our identity. Uh, so really what we need to do is to, to walk in the identity that we have been given by God. And so when we want to take that to kind of a parenting thought, like how would you describe the calling that you feel like you have received as a parent? Okay. We've received a calling as a child of God to live in that identity, but um, how would you describe your, your calling as a parent? You know, I couldn't look at this. Uh, I think of Eric and I a lot as being uh, different in a lot of things and how, I don't want to say perfect we are as a couple, but how lucky we are and blessed we are to have each other as a couple because where where Erica certainly is more perception, you know, more perfectionist and sitting there thinking, well, why not just do the dishes? <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, for me and, and I'm more relaxed. And I think, I think independent of each other, it, that would be a really hard question, mm-hmm. but it's in togetherness and, and, and her seeing one side and me seeing it another that I, I think our kids will end up normal because of the blend. Yeah. Not yeah. because of, you know, yeah. one side. God's brought the two of y'all together to yeah. parent these kids, and you bring different perspectives, yeah. and that's super valuable. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I guess I would say for me, this call to parenting, if I'm going to be completely vulnerable with you all, like, it is really hard for me, <laughs> especially as my kids get older, and um, I feel like I don't have all the answers. I don't really know what is the best thing I should be doing for them now or the best way I should be leading them or guiding them or even answering their questions so it it does it feels overwhelming and and hard sometimes but yet at the same time super rewarding um, to see them when they make a right decision or when they do well on something at school that was really hard for them um, that's when it's or when you hear mama I love you exactly that's when my heart just melts and I'm like okay I can do this I can do this yeah, I was um, I was thinking about the Mike shared James one two through four when he was talking about how do we how, what's the process for breaking our perfectionism, and James one two through four says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And when I think about this verse in terms of parenting, I think, I mean, sometimes parenting is a trial, right? Something it is, sometimes it really is something we have to persevere in. It's something that we have to endure. It doesn't always come easily um, to us. And so, I don't know, just thinking about that um, today, just that parenting takes endurance. Um, and part of me breaking my perfectionism, God is probably using parenting to break me of my perfectionism because I cannot perfectly parent my kids. Um, and so it just takes this whole process of, of endurance. And, 
it's interesting. So the, the question that Mike left us with was, what is it I need to embrace instead of resenting? And, um, and for me, part of it may be pa- not parenting as a whole, but the difficulty of parenting. Because sometimes I'm like, this is too hard. Like, this isn't how it should be. Th- this is crazy. But um, I think, again, part of me breaking out of my perfection may be just persevering and enduring during the difficult times of parenting, knowing that, A, that God's grace is going to cover me. Like where I fall short as a parent, God's grace is going to come in and cover. But also that where my kids fail and make bad decisions, that God's grace is going to come in and cover. And if I, if I can do that, if I can release that, just the amount of freedom that that would avail to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the way that Mike ended the the message was he talked about old perfectionism sees endurance as a nuisance mm-hmm. um, and as a punishment. And so if you have to go through these trials that James tells us we're going to have to go through, oftentimes we can see, well, this is just it's a pain, it's you know a, a nuisance in my life, or it's somehow God's punishing me. But kind of in in order to struggle in the right direction, which is really the ultimate kind of point in all of this, is to help all of us struggle in the right direction we have to remember that god's promise is redemption his promise to us is redemption for us and our faith his promise is redemption for our kids um, and he is calling each one of us to sort of stay in it the funny thing is is that these trials that we're going through and the endurance that we have to have is what is perfecting us yes it's like we want to be perfect we want to already be there right and god has declared us as perfect like we i love his uh when mike explained the definition of perfect was being complete, being full, being whole, not wanting of anything. And so this process is perfecting us. But in God's eyes, we're already there. We're Mm -hmm. already perfect. We're already complete. We're already whole. And we really need to rest in that promise. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I'll finish with, and then Eric and Nick, if y'all have any kind of last minute thoughts or any other wisdom you want to impart to parents, uh, we'll finish with that. But what Mike said was the most important moment um, to be faithful is in the moment where you don't want to be. Right. And so all of those times when we're with our kids and Carton, you and I were talking about something, you know, in the car on the way over here about, you know, something our kids will want us to kind of be in a moment and we, we don't want to. It's a nuisance. It's I don't want to be there. But that's the moment to sort of be faithful and to step into the endurance and to just really step into the calling that we've received as parents, even when it's hard and we're tired and we want to go to sleep or mm-hmm. watch a show or. Go to St. John's. Where, where'd you say y'all were going? The Bahamas or St. John's? Where, where's it you're going? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah, one, of those, one of those Ricas. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Erica, Nick, anything else you guys want to want to share? Yeah, I think just one last thing I wanted to say is probably a challenge that I heard Mike say not only yesterday in the sermon, but also last week for part one was that we need a to-be list and not a to-do list. And that stuck out to me both times. I definitely am one, and Karen, you could probably relate, being similar to me, like I love a checklist and I love to cross things off and like my to-do list for the day, like I have one every day. And sometimes before I'm finished making it, I'll have already completed something and I'll add it just so to cross great. it off. <laughs> that is so great. I love it. <laughs> I know, crazy. But I, I just took that I need to focus more on who, who do I want to be as a person, as a wife, as a mom, instead of so much check, 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 all the things I want to do, 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 um, because that's where my kids are going to 
hopefully look up to me and and remember about me not all not the making the bed yeah. going grocery shopping folding the laundry not all they're not gonna remember that stuff compared to mom was yeah this this they this, remember this. who mom was instead of what mom did mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah nick any closing thoughts no i think erica just about wrapped it up that's good and we can wrap it up there so well thank both y'all for being here being a part of it for being honest and vulnerable and just having a conversation because um you know we're all in this <laughs> in different ways, but we're all in it together. And don't forget, parents, what we want to do. And, you know, it's Erica's job and Shelly, who works with our children's ministry, or, you know, their job to kind of connect with parents. But we want to equip and encourage you as parents to help your family walk with God. So share this podcast with anybody else who uh, might benefit from it. We're going to talk for another couple of weeks with some other um, parents who are here at our church who are listening to this series as well and kind of just talking about, keep talking about, um, enough is enough parenting. So uh, don't forget to follow the Parent Network at PC3 Parents on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places, just because it's an opportunity for you to connect with us and follow and kind of know where some resources are to help you in parenting. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on the Parent Network Podcast. <laughs>